1: Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. As always, I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter uh, for A to Z Sports.com. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports.com, a sports talk network, going live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the shows, segment by segment, on our Twitter timeline, and hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage uh there as well we gotta thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for us and they help out all of you like wilson county hyundai make them a part of your new car buying process at wilsoncountyhyundai.com the bone and joint institute boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care farm your health plans get better with farm your health plans better coverage rates and service learn more about a health plan for you at FBHP.com ATOZ, the Aura app, keeping you safe online. Take advantage of our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ, and get a two-week free trial on getting rid of data brokers from your life. And Krebs Kubota, they are an elite Kubota dealer uh, in the Middle Tennessee area with three locations across that mid-state serving you in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro online, KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam... Uh, I think you put it out right in the cold open. The Titans have given us, frankly, way too much to look at, uh, at OTAs. And it'll continue to be like that uh, as we get back on the OTA practice field uh, next week for another open period. But a lot to get into. We had a long pre-show conversation on what do we talk about today? We know what we're talking about tomorrow. I have a feeling I have something in mind for Friday. So they've given us plenty. Uh, but, uh, yeah, real quick before we dive into that, and I'll let you update on who wasn't there. I did see Bork say, dang, Zach could only handle one day back. No, Zach, uh, the initial plan was for Zach to be on the show today, like normal. Uh, but NES Nashville electric sent him an email yesterday saying power outages will happen in your area at 8am on Wednesday morning. And so we couldn't have Zach uh, losing power at 8am right when the show starts. So that is why Zach is not here today, so he'll be back tomorrow as long as NES uh, does what they need to do. So, uh, with all that, Sam, we were at the practice field, so that makes it okay. Zach wasn't there, uh, so we'll talk about more things with him tomorrow. So, Sam, update us on the long list of players not on the practice field at St. Thomas Sports Park on Tuesday.
0: Well, I I think, you know, it starts with, the big name, which is Kevin Byard, not being out there. And some of these guys like Danico Autry was not at Titans OTAs yesterday either. Um, a big reason, but like, that's not a big surprise. Like a veteran like that, well-established kind of does his own off season workout thing. And it's not typical to see a guy like Danico that was, you know, being out there, but Kevin Byard is the first name that kind of caught everybody's eye because He really has never missed OTAs as long as he's been a Tennessee Titan. Another big one to me is Christian Fulton, who we heard from Mike Vrabel at the end of the season that, uh, you know, he kind of called him out and said Christian Fulton has to figure out how to train. He has to, uh, you know, build the callus. And we know the Titans have been very serious about their offseason workout regimen here and kind of what they've been trying to do. And Fulton mm-hmm. making the choice to not be at OTA. So kind of what does that mean for uh, his status with the coaching staff, his future with the team, uh, pulling it up really quick with the full list of Titans uh, guys that were not there. It's Kevin Byard, Christian Fulton, Danico Autry, Monty Rice, no Dylan Raidens, which is not a huge surprise given uh, the ACL, Caleb Farley with an injury, same situation. Harold Landry, Trevon Wesco, and Sam O rounds out the list of Sam nine who? Titans. Sam, Sam Oquenanu, I believe, oh, yeah. is how is it, how it's said. I, I just I wanted to make you wrong. do
2: it.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how to say it. I just wanted to see you do it. But uh, so yeah, so some notables there, and like I maybe we could talk about Kevin Byard and not being there. I know Sam, you hit up. Uh, that topic off uh, your Titans OTA reaction video yesterday, by the way, shout out holiday world and national super speedway for having those happen. But yeah, so I think, you know, not a big deal for me that Kevin Byard's not there. It's, it's a situation to monitor, I think for some of those guys. But then, as you mentioned the injuries, I think some, uh, understandable reasons on why, you know, Caleb Farley, Harold Landry, Dylan Raiden's guys who were, dealing with surgeries in the last season, last season or so are not there because of whatever rehab plan they're in. And again, voluntary is the key word here. And so uh, there's always guys, there's never hundred uh, percent participation in voluntary OTAs, but there are some pretty big names on that list.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you like the two, like I said, the two really are Kevin Byard and Christian Fulton that I think people should pay the most attention to, or at least kind of like have their ears perk up a little bit when you look at that, like Bayard, because we know what happened in the off season with the asking him to take a pay cut and kind of get the feeling that the relationship between Kevin and the team isn't as good as it once was right now. Um, and I think his future with the team is still sort of up in the air as this, you know, plays itself out throughout the rest of the summer, Mike Vrabel didn't seem all that concerned by it. He said he talked to Kevin at the the golf course on Sunday and that, you know, felt like he had a good conversation with him and the communication has been open. So it's not like an alarm button by any means, more of just like something to monitor on both that front and the Christian Fulton front uh, as the Titans Approach mini camp. Like, I'd expect to see both of those guys for mini camp. That's not something that you
1: miss. Well, if they're, yeah, if if you do miss mini camp, then you will have an issue. Yeah, yeah, coming your way. Uh, anyway, because that is mandatory coming up, uh, in a couple weeks in the the beginning of June. So, all right, Sam, uh, as we had a ton of things to watch at OTAs, we'll talk about wide receivers probably tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about some first looks from some players that intrigue us more under the radar players later on in today's show with our second topic topic but the first time we saw all three quarterbacks on the field together and i i think there's a common trait that these three guys have after watching them after hearing coaches and players talk about them and no i saw a comment saying that they're all right-handed no that's not it uh, i did see a comment uh, some sarcasm saying uh that you know, they all choke in big moments. No, that's not idiot either. But I do think it's interesting because I caught up with Kyle Phillips, uh, second year Titans wide receiver, who I'm sure we'll have conversations about uh, later on this offseason as he is back on the practice field. But I asked him uh, starting off after he was talking about himself, his diet, his workout regimen, staying healthy and, and his hunger to get back that are all other conversations. But I asked him what his first impression of Will Levis was. And then we kind of, You know, he wasn't exactly super open uh, with talking about the quarterbacks, but I did think he gave us enough insight uh, for this conversation and to go along with some things that Mike Vrabel and Chigakonkwo also said. So here was Kyle Phillips on his quarterback. Oh, this is huge. You know, uh, just
0: going to work every day, growing closer and closer. And, you know, it's times like this where, you know, really get to know someone, know that you can count on them on the field. You don't have to second guess it. You know they're going to do their job and
1: they're going to do it to their best ability. What's your first impression of Will Lovis? Great football player, uh, real smart guy. I like him a lot. Uh, how does it? How does he operate the quarterback position? It seems like it's been something he's done for a long, long time.
0: Yeah, you know, I feel like the whole room operates, you know, the same way. They take it very serious. It's, it is their job, and uh, they handle it well. They all lead the offense. and They all do a great job at it. Oh,
1: uh, Phillips. Look, I, I feel like, and I tweeted this out from A to Z yesterday that Will Levis continues to look the part. He handles quarterback logistics very well at practice. And quarterback logistics is an important part of playing the position at the NFL level. Is it everything? Absolutely not, because you have to score points, not turn the ball over, make good decisions, and lead your team. But uh, going through practices, it is clear that Will Levis has done the quarterback position for a long time, uh, as has Ryan Tannehill. And you can tell with those two guys that, yeah, they know what they're doing. And Malik Willis had a learning curve in quarterback logistics coming out of Liberty uh, where maybe uh, Will Levis got a degree in quarterback logistics at Kentucky and Penn State. Malik Willis did not get that degree at Liberty and where he was before at Auburn. uh, Both guys transferring. That's an interesting combo there too. But uh, Sam, what are your quick thoughts about the comments there from Kyle Phillips and what you saw from Levis uh, yesterday overall?
0: Uh, well, I think it matches up with what we've heard from the players and coaches alike about what Tim Kelly wants to do on offense. Like, you you know, they talk about this up-tempo offense uh, kind of really being smooth in the operations and how important it's going to be for them to simplify their pre-snap process, get to the line of scrimmage, get their call in. And a lot of that's on the quarterback. It's on your signal caller to make sure that things are running smoothly and that you're operating cleanly. Now, that's something that, as you mentioned, Will Levis, as an experienced quarterback, you know, he's done the QB thing for a very, very long time at a very high level and ran a pro style offense at Kentucky. These are things that he is used to. These are not things that Malik has done traditionally. But I think uh, the Titans were very clear with Malik heading into the offseason that this was something they wanted him to work on, kind of with this goal and objective for their offense in mind. And the Malik Willis that you and I saw yesterday, it's hard to judge his like physical sort of development. I do think there were some physical developments that we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But a lot of that you can't really see until you're at speed. But I think there's no question we saw a guy who looked way more comfortable under center. Um, and based on what you've heard from both the players and coaches, Malik is now operating as – like he's smooth with the operations. He's confident in the huddle. And all three QBs seem to have that trait and that sense about them which will be huge given the fact that we think the Titans are going to run a lot of stuff up tempo and have to get into their calls quickly.
1: Yeah. So let's get to Mike Vrabel's comments, Sam, about uh, what they asked Malik Willis to do. Also, Chica had some comments on this. Then we'll get a video of all three quarterbacks working in practice together. But Sam, we signed up for the Aura app about a month ago at this point. Uh, and uh, I don't know about you, but no robo and a lot of less junk emails for me. But tell the people about how they can have the same.
0: Well, listen, we did do that. It took me just a few minutes. I got the Aura app. I punched in a little bit of information. I signed up and, uh, you know, they said, we'll take it from here. Aura has all the tools necessary to keep you safe online they do so by identifying which data brokers have access to your information. It's kind of scary how much of your info, like your full name, your family members, all of these different things can be leaked online. And data brokers take your information, sell them to the telemarketers and the robocallers, etc. That's why you're getting all the no-caller IDs and robots on the other ends and uh, you know sales calls on your phone blowing you up nonstop. It's probably because a lot of your information is out there. So let Aura do the hard work and keep you safe. Sign up with their site and get, uh, get protected online. Get access to their VPN, to their password and network managing service, to their uh, online parental controls. Protect your devices from malware. This is all that Aura offers. And like I said, just a few clicks and a couple minutes online. Right now, you can get a free trial using our code. It's aura.com/A-T-O-Z, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Aura.com. Slash ATOZ. I cannot recommend it enough. And you won't regret doing it because I haven't gotten uh, qu- bothered nearly as much really at all since I signed up for uh, for Aura. Bork says, yeah, he's getting tired of all the spam emails. Your email is probably everywhere. Your data <laughs> brokers are, are selling it for a premium right now, Bork. They're like, this guy, this guy likes his spam emails and his sales emails. You need Aura more than anything. So Aura.com slash ATOZ. For your free trial today,
1: real quick, BetMGM. If you're if you're already with BetMGM, log onto your app. You'll get a free bet today, just for no reason. A bonus bet popped in my account this morning, a twenty five dollars bonus bet. So I can use that because every Wednesday and Saturday, now until June seventh, you get a free bonus bet just by logging onto the app with BetMGM. So take advantage of that uh, up until June seventh, Wednesdays and Saturdays with BetMGM. All right, Sam, so let's hear from uh, Mike Vrabel and Chigakonkwo on what Malik Willis needed to work on this offseason from Vrabel and then Chig, the second-year tight end, on what he has seen from the second-year quarterback uh, in Malik Willis. Where have you seen improvement from Malik so far in the offseason
2: program, and what, and what all does he need to show you to earn a, earn a bigger role? Well, we're only going to play one quarterback. Yep, yeah. yeah, so a bigger role. Um, it is going to be, we're all, they're all, they're all trying to earn a starting position uh, on every spot at every spot, trying to earn a role. Um, but what we'd ask Malik to do is come back with a presence to him, you know, making sure that, you know, when you're the, you know, the quarterback and in, in 32 NFL franchises, there's a certain demeanor and the way you have to carry yourself and a presence and, you know, a leadership. And there's a lot that goes into, that other than just delivering the football, you have to be really good at delivering the football and being accurate, and making great decisions with it, and and making sure that it goes where it's supposed to go. Uh, and and I felt like he did that. He came back and um, you know was into it, and um, you know there was certainly a bounce to him, and he's continuing to do that. And you know just early on in the in the evaluation process, but that's what he's done out of a league. That's uh, so far in the off that uh, has shown improvement. Uh, he seems a lot more uh, confident in the huddle. i would say when he, especially when he's calling the plays and, you know, with, with his reads, he's a lot more decisive and the ball, you know, still jumps out of his hands. He still has a great arm. And I feel like he's, he's gotten really, really accurate too with his
0: throws. So, I mean, there's the head coach, right? Telling you what they asked Malik Willis to work on. And then there's the Titans tight end, Chigakonkwo telling you what he has improved on noticeably to his teammates. And a lot of those same things, Check out right the confidence in the huddle goes into the bucket that Mike Vrabel described of having this starting quarterback presence to you and kind of being a bit more professional put together carrying yourself with that demeanor that it takes to be a QB one in the National Football League and uh, you know it sounds like Malik has made a lot of strides in that area.
1: Yeah. And it's huge, right? Because again, the common trait that these three quarterbacks showed yesterday on the practice field, let alone we'll a one OTA practice on the, you know, late may uh, months away from the season and months away from important decisions to be made with the quarterbacks. But it, it does look like the Titans can rely on any of the three to go run practice the way it needs to be done. And I feel like a, a year ago, Malik was not ready to do that. And so if he's, that much further ahead and that much more comfortable with just the simplicity or the, the, the nature of running a practice. So he can improve on decision-making. He can catch up with the other aspects of playing the position in the game. Then this could be a lot more interesting maybe than we all thought where I think after the draft with Will Levis being the second round pick, you're thinking, well, that kind of tells you everything you need to know about Malik, the articles and some other Thoughts and reports that kind of came out of, oh, the Titans are ready to move on from Malik. Maybe not that, not so fast, right? Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. Uh, Malik is not going to just go away quietly or go away without effort. So I think it's a very good thing, a positive development that all three quarterbacks have that trade in common moving forward.
0: Yeah, something Mel Kuiper said like last week as well that I wrote about on A to Z Sports.com was just like, hey, since when did the NFL get into the business of writing off a quarterback after one season when they're coming out of liberty as a known project? Like, so there is some like you know pump the brakes a little bit on trying to cast Malik Willis out to the Wolves, but also the Titans have a tough situation to to make here, or a tough decision to make because. I think they told you where Malik stands with them at the end of last season. I don't really think anybody can deny that. And then they doubled down on this thought that Malik was not their future guy when they traded up to draft Will Levis. So what you do with that guy moving forward becomes, you know, complicated. Do you keep a third quarterback on the roster with hopes that Malik develops into a a good future backup or a future starter? Or do you move him now when there's good value to be had? This is a, a stat, Austin, that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got yesterday from Nick Suss over at the Tennessee, and while him and I were, were talking uh, on the sideline during OTAs. Since 2010, there have been five times, Malik Willis being number five, that a team in the National Football League has drafted a quarterback in the first three rounds of the NFL draft, and proceeded to draft another quarterback in the first three rounds in the ensuing season, in the ensuing offseason. The first one was Sean Mannion with the Los Angeles Rams, was drafted the year before Jared Goff. Mannion stuck around as a backup. Then you had uh, Cody Kessler drafted by the Cleveland Browns. The next year they drafted, I believe it was... Baker Mayfield. I don't remember if he yeah, was that sounds before, right or yeah. there's Kaiser too, but it was Deshaun Kaiser and Cody Kessler happened with the Browns each of the, the next season going into year two, both of those guys were traded. And then so like, so there's a precedent established here for these guys. And I, I'm having trouble remembering the fourth one off the top of my head. I have it right here. Um, The fourth one would be Josh Rosen, with yeah, the Arizona Cardinals. Who and
1: lasted and, all but like a sneeze uh, in Arizona because of Kyler Murray the year after that.
0: Yeah, and, and so now you've got four guys, Malik being the fifth, like I said, that were drafted in the first three rounds, had another quarterback drafted in the first three rounds the year after them. Three of the previous four have been traded going into year two. So, I mean, that tells you, uh, I guess, a little bit of the precedent for how teams operate. When you draft a new guy, you're kind of saying, well, this young dude isn't the guy, but you also acknowledge the fact there's some value there that some team is going to take a flyer on and maybe be willing to give you some sort of draft pick compensation for in a trade. You're not like just releasing these dudes. And it's a really interesting.
1: percent. There's a 75% chance Malik Willis gets traded based on NFL history. <laughs> now small sample size, but yeah, again, right. a unique situation, right? Like, we it, clearly this doesn't happen that often with a court with a with a team going quarterback in the first 3 rounds on back to back years um and you know this does not include Washington taking RG3 in the first round and then also uh Kirk Cousins in the fourth round in the same draft so again that's the top 3 rounds there uh but Sam real well, quick what, go ahead
0: well real quick Curtis said oh so they're pumping him up to trade him i, I don't want to make this into the titans are no. doing anything to trade anybody I'm simply presenting the history of this very unique quarterback situation that Titans are in because uh, we know that there is very little precedent to having a decent amount of draft capital invested into a quarterback and how quickly it's okay to move on from him after one season. I just think it's relevant as we start to analyze this room. Look at the possibility of keeping three quarterbacks on the roster and go over some of the possibilities for the Titans to look at, you know, what has been done in the past. And is it realistic to think the Titans could go in another direction one year and really just two or three games into Malik Willis's Titans career?
1: Yeah, and Andre adds, uh, Malik looked bad. Yes, he was also expected to look bad and within a god-awful scenario. Which is the
0: other other end of this, right? The other side of this is you knew he was a project. You knew he wasn't going to be a plug-and-play guy. It shouldn't have been a surprise to anybody that he was bad last season and didn't look good. But, you know, what the Titans did at the end of the year and what they did in the draft suggests that they were a little bit disappointed and not happy with where Malik was standing at the end of last season. How much does that change given his off season work? I, like yep. those are the questions we'll have answered over the next few months. Uh, but it's very, very fascinating.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's, I got a couple comments I'm going to get to. We're also going to play a video from practice of these three quarterbacks here in a second. But first, uh, let me tell you guys all about our great friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. They can help you out. Whatever you need health coverage, uh, Farm Bureau Health Plans can be there for you. Maybe you have health coverage and you don't remember what your rate is per month. Well, go check out Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com ATOZ and they will help you find better coverage for a lower rate. And they have amazing customer service. With Farm Bureau Health Plans, they've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. So check them out. If you're in Tennessee, Farm Bureau Health Plans is a great opportunity for you to maximize your health plan uh, with whatever your situation might be, whether it's family, growing family. Maybe you're getting uh, more uh, mature and experienced in life and you need Farm Bureau Health Plans. Maybe you're young and entering adulthood and you're trying to navigate health coverage for the first time. Farm Bureau Health Plans is there for you, fbhp.com slash ATOZ.
0: Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. Place your first bet. And if it doesn't win, you can get up to $1,000 back in the form of bonus bets. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win with the king of sports books. That's why every game and every play means so much more with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app and use that bonus code. That's ATOZ Sports.
1: All right, so here we go, talking about Malik Willis and these quarterbacks of uh, them having the same type of trait in yesterday's OTA practice of uh, being comfortable running the quarterback logistics, as I've kind of coined it uh, from watching Levis and then an improved Malik Willis. And uh, Ryan Tannehill, we know, uh, does, uh, does this in his sleep. He's been doing it for a long time. And I think Jake brings up on Facebook a good comment about Sam, you saying that Malik is one of only five NFL quarterbacks who has ever been drafted in the top three rounds and had a quarterback the next draft uh, go That's to his team. To,
0: the, this is since 2010. I mean, so it is the recent history, but okay. I, do, I do think, you know, I don't like looking at the 90s and how teams operated the roster yeah. in the 90s and think that it's still applicable. Like this is the last 13 years of NFL history.
1: Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jake says, I don't think those other teams have a quarterback getting $27 million in the final year of his contract either. And I do do think that's an interesting situation, Jake, and you're spot on is that uh, the unknown of what, you know, 2024 is for the Titans quarterback situation of why it makes a lot of sense to have multiple options and maybe as many as three options to be your starter in 2024, depending on, Uh, how this continues to play out. Uh, And, you know, Jay says it's the same O-line and receivers for all three guys. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, some of those things later on in today's show and definitely tomorrow on a Thursday. Uh, So, all right, so let's play this video, Sam, from practice yesterday of three quarterbacks working back-to-back-to-back for us to really be able to look at them uh, and judge them and compare them side-by-side-by-side. As I said, it was unfair – to Judge Will Levis in his rookie minicamp compared to Malik Willis in his rookie minicamp a year ago, it is absolutely fair to look at these guys now on the same practice field once Malik has caught up uh, to where he needs to be. So here is these three quarterbacks from yesterday's practice. So, Sam, um, the order, I don't know if it's something to pay attention to, but of Tannehill, Malik, Willis – uh, last year's order was always Tannehill. Yeah,
0: go back, go back. Tannehill.
1: Oh God. Willis
0: the Levis. Levis.
1: The Willis Levis thing is going to be the end of me. Right? That, the that's Malik
0: just- Willis. The Malik Willis. Will Levis. Oh like- God. It's yeah. it's
1: driving me. It's already. It's not even June. It's driving me crazy. But last year's order was Tannehill, Woodside, Willis. So now it is. Tannehill, Willis, Levis. So that's the order. So I don't think you can look too much into that. But what were your opinions after watching the three quarterbacks do the same rolling out to the left drill?
0: Yeah, so I I mean, I think the order is really a seniority thing, like you said. Uh, I mean, and this isn't a surprise. Mike Vrabel said after the draft that Will Levis was going to come in as QB3 uh, and that he was going to, you know. Play with the third team. I He got pretty even reps with everybody else. But, you know, when they're doing live periods, he's throwing to the uh, undrafted free agents and kind of like, I mean, he's not working in with starters. I, I was a little frustrated by it at some times. I was kind of like, man, I'd like to see Will Levis run that rep, trying to see, you know, how Traylon Burks is separating on that route compared yeah. to, uh, you know, some uh Undrafted free agent that they just brought in. Who
1: was it? It was number eighty-two. I got my roster. on Harrison. Yeah, yeah, Trishon Harrison. Where you're like, oh, you got him
0: down, man. You've already got, got him yeah. down, man. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to learn. That is the hard part, right? It's all these new numbers. I'm looking at number eleven catching footballs, and I'm like, huh? It's good. And I'm like, oh, hey, that's Chris Moore over there, you know, known Titans number two wide receiver, Chris Moore. Uh, but no, my reaction to the the video was the same that it was to like all the drills. I think you're just trying to watch things like ball placement, things like footwork, uh, seeing how Malik comes along and where, where will Levis is. I mean, Ryan Tannehill for all the grief that he gets from Titans fans and, you know, part of it rightfully so for like what he's done in the playoffs over the years, he is a very, very good looking practice quarterback. Like his, the way that he puts It's funny, Austin, like this time last year, we talked about, I I was at rookie mini camp. I'm watching Malik. I'm watching some of the guys they brought in just to, you know, be camp arms, throw the football. I saw Ryan Tannehill for the first time. I go, oh, that's an NFL quarterback. The zip that he puts on the football, the ball placement, like even not just hitting his wide receivers, but where he hits his wide receivers. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's a different type of accuracy. And I do think both other guys kind of looked up to speed in those areas. So seeing how they compared to Tannehill in the footwork, uh, you know, a lot of deep balls that they threw rotating. um, And and so that was where my eyes went to like, how do you look mechanically and how sound are you compared to the experienced veteran? Um, All three of them have good speed and good athleticism, I think is one of the traits that they also all kind of can have in their bag. So These rollout drills are a good example of watching how they do it on the move, which is, which is helpful.
1: Yeah. I think uh, I still look at Malik Willis and say rolling to his left is his weak spot. Like he still does not look completely comfortable, but my goodness, does he look so much better rolling to his left than he did a year ago when his legs and his arms were kind of like octopus out of water flailing all over the place. He looks better, more composed and controlled athletically this year, which is a big deal, I think, uh, overall. So Sam, let's ask this question and get the audience back in here. Uh, Would you be in or out on the Titans having all three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster? Zach and I asked about Malik Willis specifically yesterday, kind of along the same lines, but would you be in or out on the philosophy of keeping all three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster? Because that's a spot that could be used by somebody else would you be in or out on the philosophy of that, as Sam throws up there, knowing the rule, the bylaw uh, that was approved this week, that a uh, an emergency quarterback cannot be counted as an active roster member but still be able to be dressed out to go in in case of emergency. And so that could help out the three quarterbacks. But the philosophy of in or out on three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster, uh, we'll get to your comments, Sam. I'll send you to the comment section here in a second, but first Krebs Kubota. They need to be your equipment dealer. Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs because they have the best equipment in the industry with the Kubota franchise and that brand name and the customer service and detail uh, with uh, the guys at Krebs Kubota. Uh, Matt and Jamie, awesome. I I talked with them last couple weeks ago out at Murfreesboro location. They've got three locations, Columbia, Columbia, Franklin and Murfreesboro right there. You go see them online at KrebsKubota.com. But whatever application, whatever project you have on your home, your property, big or small, Krebs Kubota, they have the knowledge and the resources and the equipment uh, to help you get it done the right way. And with the Kubota relationship that Krebs has, it's customer service and it is service on your, uh, on your machinery, on your parts, that make it easier on you. So check them out online at KrebsKibota.com.
0: Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZSports on the BetMGM app and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, make every game and every play mean that much more. Check out the game and use the bonus code Sports. And that first bet, even if it loses, you're all good. You're getting that money back up to $1,000 in the form of a bonus bet. That's the best way to do sports gambling. So get with our friends over at BetMGM and BetMGM.com.
1: All right, Sam, uh, I'll send you the chat. Would you be in or out on the Titans keeping three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster? Uh It's, it's a philosophy thing, right? It's not necessarily about... You know, who you think is the backup, who you think is the third, but it's about the philosophy of having all three on the roster taking up um, a spot that could be used by another wide receiver, could be used in other all linemen, uh, another DB where injuries occur. We just heard Mike Vrabel uh, from yesterday's press conference after OTA practice saying you can only start one, you can only play one quarterback. So if you have three on the roster, you have two guys that are not doing anything uh, in the games on Sundays. So, uh, I'll send you the chat in or out on the Titans, potentially keeping all three quarterbacks on the 53 man roster.
0: Kenny Hill is in pistol. Ramsey is in Andre is in Ashley is in, uh, let's see. We got definitely in from Davidson. Uh, Jimbo says I'm not out. I don't know if he's in, but he's not out. Jimbo is sitting
1: squarely on the fence.
0: Yeah. uh, Charlie is out. Uh, Billy Jones is out. Derek R is out. Jay is in. Noah is in. Deborah's in. Jonathan's in. Richie is in. Will is in. Uh, Jason Martinez says says out. Uh, When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Referring to Malik Willis and what he showed last season. There might be some truth to that, but you know. Jason, there's also development. There's also like, you know, when somebody shows you who they are, sometimes they also improve. And that's something to, uh, you know, keep in mind as well. JQ says in Jeff says out, they need a wide receiver. Uh, Eric says out too many needs elsewhere. Uh, Devin says he's in purely based on the injury history. And Willis gives us the best chance to get Marvin Harrison Jr. So uh, but Devin, you're not playing Malik Willis. If you're keeping three quarterbacks, you're keeping Ryan Tannehill. So I don't know if the, like the Marvin Harrison Jr. Sweepstakes matter uh, mm-hmm. at all in that one um, in as an emergency QB says, Nick, Nick, keep in mind, you know, still has to be on the 53 man. Yeah, so, you know, is it is saying, in, right? in case of emergency, but you're still using a roster spot on it, which is why it's, you know, a, a conversation. Justin says he's out because Willis hasn't earned it. Bork is in. Um, Kenan is in. Justin is in. Uh, Troy and Tim both coming out. I think the vast majority, though, here, Austin, are in on this idea. But there are a few people that, that are out on this philosophy. Yeah. So where do you lie? What side of the aisle are you on? In or out on, like, the overall philosophy? Yeah. Titans keep three quarterbacks on the roster.
1: Uh, Devin says it was a joke. Uh, if the other two got hurt, Sam. So just to clear that up. Uh, anyway, so it's Uh-oh, hard to tell. Go. We don't. There's no joke font. There's no sarcasm font that we can that you guys can type in that we can understand. Maybe we can come up with a code of like uh, two asterisks before your comment means sarcasm. I don't know. Something to think about. Uh, I am in, Sam. I think uh, it is time for the Titans to go all in on their investment in the position because the quarterback position is the most important position in all of pro sports and so therefore the titans have to get it right and if you're going to if you're going to truly invest in finding out what the best situation is for that position the most important position i think you should keep all three on the roster so you can have your best chance of finding your best answer I don't think it's worth the risk of cutting Malik Willis and then having him be claimed off waivers and going elsewhere.
0: You're you're not going to cut him. And that's part of like the, the details of the conversation that I had And the stat that I brought up is that historically. Okay. You don't that's fine.
1: Okay. I don't think it's worth trading at this point. Cause I don't necessarily think the trade value is worth moving on. I think. The value of having Malik and Will Levis on the roster with Tannehill is, again, having as many shots as you can get at your quarterback future and having the options and being able to, I'd rather pick from three options than two options. I might like three op, one of the three options uh, more, but if I just have two options and I don't, I just, I'm, you're stuck, right, and limited. Invest in the quarterback position And invest in the future of the franchise, and that's why I think you. I am in, and the Titans should have all three of these guys on the fifty-three, because it's not about this year. And I saw uh, Jeff say, you know, why, uh, you know, why keep three? You know, they they need another receiver or or something like that. I just think, I think the Titans, if they're going to do it, go all in on it and make sure that you have three options and find the best out of those three. And that could be extending Canada. Who knows?
0: Yeah. So I am, I'm out on the overall philosophy. Okay. I, I don't really like the three quarterback approach as a general rule. I think there's too much value in the other positions and, and in the depth that is required to win in the national football league. And, you know, typically your third quarterback is not somebody who is, all that better, all that much better than, you know, a guy you can find on a practice squad in whatever week, should you need him. Um, Another reason I would be out would be the trade value of Malik Willis, which I feel like is still there entering this season and is not there. If he spends another season on the bench and you've used the second year of his rookie contract and, you know, all of those details. I am in tentatively on this specific instance why it benefits the titans i think you hit on it and it is that ryan Tannehill is your starter but your future at the position is at least still like up in the air will levis you think is your future guy the the investment the titans made into him would suggest that but he hasn't earned anything yet he hasn't guaranteed anything yet and there was a reason that Malik was very highly thought of. So he still has a chance to prove it, but Austin I'm only in on keeping three. If Malik Willis earns that third spot and shows a good amount of improvement, if we get to the preseason and he's not looking like a better, more established passer and like, he can't go through progressions and actually like he's made strides as a quarterback. I can't sit here and say, keep Malik just in case, because storing a guy on potential means absolutely nothing to me uh, if I don't see the improvement that's needed. I think that's the time that you accept it's not going to happen. At this point, it still could. It's absolutely worth still checking out. And additionally, I'm not sure the back end of the roster and the depth on the Titans roster is good enough above replacement level to make a case that it's worth keeping over Malik's upside. But if he doesn't show anything, I think it's a completely different conversation. Like you, you, he definitely has to earn this still. This is not a given we're keeping three QBs because the NFL made a new rule and you were a third round pick. I don't want that. I, I want this to be, you know, uh, he has to prove it to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that goes without being. I think that goes without being said. For the yeah, you want you want that to be earned. The opportunity for Malik to continue that, totally fair as Jay says there on Twitch too. So, I think it, you know if there's one quarterback that I think the Titans should be listening to any phone call that comes in about trading him, and it's Ryan Tannehill, and we talked about that some last week with the Falcons situation. I, I again, I I could argue that just keep Malik around just to, so you have multiple young, cheaper options following Tannehill too.
0: Well, and MB says kind of off that is like, did they not draft Malik on potential? They drafted Malik as a, like a future, you know, successor of Ryan Tannehill. That is why they drafted Malik Willis. My point is if you don't see substantial development, a full season and a full training camp and a full OTAs, second OTAs into Malik Willis's career. Like you have to keep in mind, this guy's not a first round pick. This guy is not this like huge ceiling draft pick that you made. I mean, he's a third rounder third rounders don't make rosters all the time. And just because he plays quarterback, I don't think should make him an exception. You have another guy now that you believe in. So did they draft him on potential? Yes. I don't think you keep him on potential going into year two of a four year contract, knowing that you already have two very capable QBs on the roster. Yeah. So, and yeah. then I agree with Devin. Why are y'all not randomly hitting the like button? Yeah. I want to see we're at 24 right now. I want to see it go up. So that I'll leave that there and, you know, you guys 24
1: do you. on Facebook. Uh, I don't know. Not nearly enough on YouTube. I know that for damn sure. So hit that like button. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, so well, you know, last thing
0: on Malik real quick. Cause Kane came in with a super chat. He says, how will Malik have trade value, especially when most of the media and fan base have trashed and make it make sense. Well, first off trade value is not determined by a fans or media. Uh, it's mm. it's not, I mean, it's determined by the league circles and evaluators and talent evaluators. And it goes off of my point earlier, Kane, I think trade value. I mean, Malik Willis isn't getting you a first round pick or a second round pick or a third round pick, but like, instead of cutting him, do you add a sixth round pick to the Titans in in a Malik Willis trade? And if you're another team, maybe you do want to take a chance on the upside or the athleticism because of your scheme fit. Or uh, you know any of the other variables that could make Malik Willis successful as a backup in your system. I, I don't think anybody trades for him to be a starter. Trade value is relative. Like try, I mean trade value in the sense that you can get something for Malik at this point. The longer you go without seeing him play, the more he becomes Trey Lance. The more he becomes like a. Well, we knew there was upside, but, like, we really haven't seen it yet. You know, a year ago, a lot of teams would have given up a lot for Trey Lance. Now, you know, two or three years into his NFL career without him being a guy ever or really taking significant snaps – you start to question that a bit more. So that's my point when I, when, you know, I talk about trade value there.
1: Yeah. L- last thing uh, Kane says in, it's not like the Titans need an extra spot for a wide receiver or anything. So again, we'll, we'll talk about wide receivers uh, yeah. tomorrow on, on the show, Sam. So all right, we were at practice yesterday and I'm going to ask you a question, Sam, and also the, the audience, Sam, I want an under the radar Titan that intrigued you yesterday. And then the audience an under the radar Titan that intrigues you to to see more of? Because we're going to be out there at OTAs next week as well. So what's an under-the-radar Titans player that intrigues you, that you want to see more of moving forward? Because I've got a guy, I'm sure Sam's got a guy that kind of stood out. You're like, oh, didn't expect that. Okay, interesting. Uh, So under-the-radar Titans that made a good first impression and intrigues us. But first, Sam, tell everybody about uh, Wilson County Hyundai.
0: Wilson the County Hyundai, you need to make them a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They're the place to go for your new ride because you can get 0% APR for 48 months on 2023 Sonata, Santa Fe's and Tucson's Painbone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai are happy to guide you through a financing process, whether that's assisting or buying uh, and trading in your vehicle. They're helping you out with either one of those two. And forget those downtown Nashville prices. You can head out to Lebanon and see our friends at wilsoncountyhyundai.com.
1: Also with BetMGM, I said it earlier, it is Wednesday. What does that mean? You log on your BetMGM app and you get a free bonus bet for no reason other than it's a Wednesday or also a Saturday. So you can do that every Wednesday and Saturday through June 7th. A free bonus bet for no reason, just by logging in to your BetMGM app. So make that an opportunity today uh, and maybe go win uh, on the BetMGM dimes. So visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new existing customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. Wards issued knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets inspired seven days from issuance. And for a problem, game sport called Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. Sam, I'll let you start. One Under the Radar Titan that intrigued you yesterday that you're like, I, I want to see more of that guy.
0: Do you want me to go before the chat? That's the, like, do I want, do you want me to see who chat's thinking? Yeah, first? you can
1: go, go, go chat. That's fine. Go I'm, just, chat. I'm
0: just curious. Cause I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to spoil anybody. He's I That's have a fine. guy that I think is sneaky. I don't want to tip my pants. Right, go go chat. Go chat. Um, Mr. Jones says Malik. Uh, Eric Davis says Sean Murphy bunting Kyle Phillips from Ryan. Phillips from Jonathan Uh, Kiaris Jackson from Georgia says Valentino Uh, Anthony Kendall uh, from Brian he made a couple plays yesterday I think too Austin honestly he made a couple had a couple PBUs so there you go Brian Molden playing the third safety spot Ryan Stonehouse says JQ's Arden Key says Deshaun Uh, Aaron Brewer Molden and Monty Rice from Brad Uh, we have let Rice was not
1: here. there yesterday.
0: He was not, yeah. uh, the miracle pick of Dowell, uh, Spears mostly because, uh, the offense needs a jolt of speed. Caleb Murphy. This is a fascinating one. I didn't think about this one. This is a very interesting one. Read up about Caleb Murphy. Look up his name on a to Z I've got an article out already about the UDFA that broke an NCAA record for defenders. Go check that out on oh. the website. Um, Molden uh, and Arden, our guys, Racy McMath. We've got Spears, um, one of the tight ends. A lot of Chig comments in here. Rashad Weaver. Um, here's my guy. It was yeah. one of the first comments. Sean Murphy Bunting, my underrated Titan that made a great impression on me yesterday. I am very, very interested in watching moving forward. Free agent signing, got a one-year deal kind of under the radar because he signed a little bit late. Um, he looked really, really good yesterday. I will say he he was great in front of the media as well last week, like a, just a presence. Um, we talked about uh, you know, his relationship with Aziz Alshire, another new free agent signing, and the camaraderie that's building on this defense and in between some of this free agent class. I was really, really impressed with him both as a person, as a speaker, And as a football player yesterday, made a lot of plays all over everything. I think the secondary stood out despite not having Christian Fulton or Kevin Byard back there. I thought the secondary was, was very, very good and well contested just about every ball deep down the field. Uh, And Sean Murphy Bunting was kind of, at least to my eye, the leader of that group out there yesterday. He looked like the guy that was the, like no KB, no Christian Fulton. He was kind of the captain of that defense. And, you know, he's been very, very good in his career when he moves outside. He had three interceptions and in three straight playoff games during Tampa Bay's run to the Super Bowl, and he played a majority of the snaps in a Super Bowl victory. Like, he, he knows how to win. And uh, I think it's intriguing that Roger McCreary is probably going to get forced inside now and can stay inside where he thrives. Yeah consistently so this is a very interesting like addition to the titans defense that i think could end up paying dividends and i'm really going to make a point to see more of and make sure i i I keep an eye on that number zero looks so clean too uh i'm just like i'm watching zero running around making plays on defense it's fun so smb is my guy that intrigued me a lot for this season
1: as much as we've talked about Will Levis looking the part as a, as a quarterback, uh, Sean Murphy bunting looks corner. Like he just yeah. looks like a, oh, like yeah. a corner. Who he's long.
0: Him. Everything about him is long and athletic and he, yeah, powerful, he's powerful,
1: twitchy, fast, quick, you know, he's got the right, the zero, the visor, the everything. I, he just looks like he, how you want a corner to look. And so I, I agree. He did stand out to me yesterday and Sam, um, I'm kind of following the same recipe for yours. But I know you're gonna hate it, Chris Moore. Yeah, I hate it. I know you're gonna hate it. But you're right, I hate it because you spent time yesterday with quarterbacks and running backs, right? I spent and the, individual and
0: defense, yeah. And, defense. and were... I
1: spent individual time at wide with wide receivers. So I, Chris Moore, is smooth. Chris Moore is a veteran. I think he's got the savviness to play the receiver position. I think Chris Moore is somebody that that I, look, because I was down on Chris Moore, I was like, oh God, that's all you get is Chris Moore in free agency from a veteran receiver. But again, the the question, the first impression that I'm like, okay, that intrigues me. I want to see more. I want to see more of Chris Moore to see how much he can actually help this receiver position. I'm not saying Chris Moore is going to be 600-yard uh, receiver at all. I just say, I want to see Chris Moore and how he can help this offense be more stable. Because I think he can do that. Because I think, and we'll talk more receivers can in Can he later. do that more than Robert Woods? Like Robert Woods sucked last year. He fell down. He dropped passes. In and he's
0: still at a better numbers than Chris Moore. Like I like <laughs> that's uh, part again, of the
1: problem. I'm not trying to hype up Chris Moore. I'm just saying he was he looked better than I was expecting him to look yesterday. Okay, and so uh, I'm intrigued to see more of number eleven about how he can be a glue piece in the receiver room. That's that's my point.
0: I mean, I do think that's fair. That Chris Moore does get. Not his fault this team neglects wide receiver. Not his fault this team traded A.J. Brown. Not his fault the team didn't draft the wide receiver in the draft. And that they've, you know, just kind of made him the sole impact player or a sole addition at wide receiver, a key position of need. I do think he gets some unfair treatment because it's like, well, you needed a a difference maker and you got Chris Moore. Well, like, he's not supposed to be the difference maker.
1: And by the way, Chris Moore had a way better season than Robert Woods did. He had more yards.
0: 500 yards.
1: yards. He had 548 yards on less catches and significantly less targets. The problem with Robert Woods is he only had 527 yards on 91 targets. Like, that's that's a massive problem is because Robert Woods was not able to – be there for his quarterbacks to make plays and Chris Moore just, and look at the, the Texans situation as a whole, Chris Moore was not expected to be the go-to guy whatsoever uh, with that Texans team a year ago.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's just, you asked who intrigues me. Chris Moore doesn't make me get out of bed in the morning. Nothing that excites me. I can get up and be like, Hey, this Titans secondary might be scary. Let's take a look at Sean Murphy Bunning, the Super Bowl champion. See what he brings to this group. Nothing excites me about like, oh, Chris Moore could be a not terrible third receiver for the Titans. But, I, again,
1: uh, it's who made a good first impression an under the radar Titan that, that intrigued me. I want to see more of how this works out because yeah. if Chris Moore can be the cheapest free agent addition that you could have possibly looked at. And he gets you 500, 600 yards and Burks takes a step. Like we we're talking about and needing and Chig and Phillips. And, and then you fill it. Like now you're completing a, a pass Look catching. Out unit.
0: Look out for Tajay Spears as a pass yeah. catcher too. I mean, he was very, very active in this. Uh, Jacob Ray asked, wants to know how Jacob Copeland is looking. Um, I didn't, like we said, I didn't really have a chance to look at receivers. We kind of divided the labor a little bit. I didn't check out the the core, but we are going to have a lot more in-depth stuff. I feel like these first couple practices, right, you're hitting on the Mm. big storylines. We all want to see the quarterback. We all want to see, you know, how certain guys are moving and running. And then as we get deeper into mini camp and training camp, obviously, uh, guys like Jacob Copeland, some of these other Caleb Murphy's, uh, these UDFA's we'll start to be uh, people that we make a focal point of what we see. Like there's only so many times you can watch Ryan Tannehill do a, yeah. you know, a hip drill or watch Traylon Burks come out of the shoot before you have to direct your attention elsewhere. Yep. Uh, a super chat, Andre kind of coming at you for your Chris Moore pick says a guy who couldn't make the second worst wide receiver room. Huh? Talking about what do you mean he couldn't I make think this. the Texans. Yeah, I mean he made the Texans, he was on the Texans, so yeah, I don't know. it was know. their
1: second leading receiver with better stats than Robert Woods was because you know the, the Texans also had Brandon Cooks. Maybe he's
0: street. talking about Woods, maybe because Woods got cut uh, from the Titans. That could be I don't know who he's referring uh, to, yeah. but I mean uh,
1: I would rather play play Chris Moore, whatever pay Chris Moore, whatever he's being paid, than pay Robert Woods whatever he was being paid, right? For mm-hmm. the same stuff.
0: Yeah, Jay makes a comment about Chig and Wiley as tight end. Future, topic. Uh, and then, future and then, topic. Yeah, Jimbo says, Wiley, how does he look? That is a future topic because Wiley looked good, you know, from everything that I saw, but that's something that we want to get very more, like much more yeah. in depth on at a, at a later time because I do think that will be a big proponent of the Titans offense this year.
1: Yep. All right, time for shade to wrap up this Wednesday. Uh, let's get it going with throwing shade. Throw your shade. Uh, this week. But first, uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, they can help you out whenever injuries happen in life. It's always an inconvenience, but make sure you know where to go when that injury occurs. The Bone and Joint Institute, they have all the experts uh, there in Franklin, also with clinics across Williamson County and continuing to grow uh, so they can take care of you, whether it's you know, just some extra rehab, maybe it's some other uh, ways and methods to help that injury, or maybe you need a lot bigger of a, of a fix than you want, but the bone and joint Institute, they make it easy on you all in one location and a very easy website to get started. Bone and
0: Today's show is powered by bet. MGM, the King of sports books, use the bonus code ATOZ sports on the bet MGM app and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet, doesn't win. That's why they're the king of sports books. It's why every game and every play mean more with BetMGM because limited risk is the best type of risk, especially when you're talking about sports gambling. So use that bonus code ATOZ Sports up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win uh, with the king of sports books uh let's see what we got here here we go there we go visit betmgm.com terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager tennessee only new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements first online real money wager only rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets bonus bets expire seven days from issuance for problem gambling support call the tennessee red line at 800-889-9789
1: shade here on this Wednesday. So make sure you get your shade uh, in the chat uh, because uh, it, it, Eric just says shade on Sam, just cause I feel like it. I don't, it's fair. You know, I mean, I it's guess um, Trevor says shade on GK for not showing up today. Um, so you know more shade, Sam, do you have any shade you want to throw?
0: I mean, you can throw shade on me for, uh, you know, not having my bed MGM, uh, you know, like uh, my, my, what is this? Your disclaimer? disclosure ready? I, yeah, my disclosure ready to go. I, you know, threw me off here. I would, preparation is key here, guys. Where, what am I doing on a Wednesday? I'm off my game. That's okay. Um, any shade I want to throw, I'll, I'll let it simmer a little bit. I'll think about it here. There, Nothing really stuck at, like, jumped out to me this week as being like a, like, really, really angered me. I mean, all the typical stuff. I got very mad at sports this, I I have one. I just thought of one. Uh, shade on my softball team, Mm. my softball team one, because we lose a decent amount of games. Like, like we're not like, we don't get like crushed, uh, but we just find ways to choke games and like lose a lot of the time. Very frustrating. But number two, I cannot get my softball team to show up on time for game. Today's Wednesday, it's game day. I cannot get this team to show up on time for the life of me. Like I, I, I send messages days before. All right, guys, we play at seven o'clock on Wednesday. Here's the field. Here's the address. Make sure you account for traffic. I've got the equipment. Everybody try and get there like just 15 minutes ahead of time. We can get a quick stretch in. I got guys call me, Hey, game starts at seven. I'll be there at seven 20. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a, what so I have to tell the ump, "Hey man, we're going to need like a grace period because my guys can't show up on time to anything." So, shade on my softball team. It you know, I've got half of mine to start making some trades. So,
1: brutal, brutal, brutal. Uh, let's see more shade. Robert says shade on Ben for crust checking Mark stone's ahead last night. I don't, I don't know what that I'm guessing. It's a, a hockey playoff reference. Nika says, folks better be on time. That's it. That's her pet PA. I saw Nika Saturday at the buck. Uh, Greg Cosell event uh, there. Um, let's see. And then look, here's uh, ironically. Uh, Kane says shade on a to Z. How are you guys going to say live at 8am, but always late? Well, there's a couple things, right? Like there's a lot um, of preparation that goes into it, but also, if we went live at eight AM, you guys wouldn't be ready either.
0: That's true, but I, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame the victims here. I, no. I think I think Kane makes a good point. We we gotta be a we gotta be a little more on top. Of this. Yeah, I mean, there's, it is more. There's so, a, we shoot for like eight ten now. Eight, because eight we, ten
1: at the absolute latest. Uh, we like eight o oh, five we like- is the goal because in here again, uh, like uh, Sam and I talked about it this morning. It's it was like eight. 05 and you guys weren't ready yet like we we can see when the youtube chat is ready for the most part and so again like if we went late if we went live at 802 it would be a such a slow start but
0: we, we like to open the waiting room at like eight yeah you know and that's when that goes live uh and then you know once things start to fill up everything gets situated we try and go 810 there are days that we've got, you know, something happens and there's yeah. chaos, and then we're not ready, and it's eight fifteen, and then yeah, it, hey, that's a yeah, tough. Yeah,
1: sometimes, uh, like today, my computer restarted, which is annoying as hell. Like after I've been working on it for an hour and a half, it just said, "Oh, at seven forty five, I'm gonna restart on you." How about that, buddy? You and had that like, you, great.
0: You had that one day that like the, was it the lights wouldn't work or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the light or
1: like... went off. So again, it, it's there's a lot of silly things to go along with it. All right, so my shade is on me for massive, massive rookie mistake to go out to a Titans practice in late May with no sunscreen. What an idiot. I am fried. I am a lobster. I am sensitive to the touch. I'm going to have my face probably start peeling in the next three days. And so all you guys are going to watch this sunburn go through it. And here's another thing too. Is I haven't you're that, bur- it.
0: you're that burned? I am.
1: Look at look at
0: that. Well, I got like a little, like, I got a little sun kissed here, but like, my,
1: my neck is toasted and huh. my forehead is fried. And so I just, I, I went out like, I'm glad I wore long sleeves yesterday. So my arms didn't get fried. My hands are kind of pink, but my neck and my head, my face are just roasted. And so. What an idiot. Like I, I know better hey, than this.
0: I didn't think it was that bad, which is the scary part that like, we all kind of got like touched up a little bit and it was nothing compared to the, uh, like the training camp type of sun. Like, I mean, right. that August sun is, is different. Um, I you didn't had, expect like, it. I could throw shade at just like the sun and Tennessee in general, because like I had like, when I tell you, I had the worst farmer's tan, like of all time last summer because of standing outside in a polo for training camp every day. And at St. Thomas sports park, there is not shade in sight and you are just standing out there to get cooked. And uh yeah, I mean, tough. It's tough. Yeah. Hey, yep. Robert, you're there. right.
1: I, I needed shade on a Tuesday, but didn't get it. So Kane says change it to eight ish. So yeah. Live enough. at eight
0: ish. Uh, anything else here? I, I did mark Denise's down. She said shade on uh, LeBum talking about LeBron James getting swept. I'm a, I'm in for that. Let's go. Let's get the LeBron slander going. You know, I'm uh LeBron James has caused me too much pain in my life. I can't support him anymore. We have to. Yeah. Uh, not that I ever did, but.
1: All right, Sam, that'll wrap it up. Buck Rising will be live tonight at 8 p.m.-ish as well. So make sure you like the show. Give us that thumbs up. We'd appreciate that as always. Subscribe to the channel because we're going to have a lot of content on YouTube and on Facebook, but really YouTube for all of our practice videos that have yet to be uploaded as we trickle those things out throughout the rest of today as well. So make sure you like the show before you go. We appreciate it as always, and we'll talk to you guys on a Thursday morning. Thanks.